and always reading between the lines to know how many of us get clamped into that claustrophobic, dreary celibacy that stifles the flame inside them. They get angry and lonely and melancholy, and that's when the impulses come upon them. I sometimes wonder whether the reason the puritanical religious types are so keen on marriage is their certain knowledge that it's the one way to make sure that people get the least possible amount of sex. The woman was standing on a street corner in Archway, looking as though she was pretending to wait for someone. She was wearing a short skirt and high boots, and her face was made up too much. I remember lilac lipstick, but I may have invented that image subsequently. It was winter. Not that you'd ever know what season it was in Archway, because in Archway it's always late November on a good day and early February on a bad one. In fact... It was during the winter of discontent. The streets were heaped high with rubbish. You couldn't buy bread or the Sunday Times, and in Liverpool no one would bury the dead. You couldn't get heating oil, and even if you had cancer you were lucky to get into hospital. The comrades in the trade unions were trying to start the revolution, and our particularly hopeless Prime Minister's ship was holed beneath the water. I've always liked being British, but that was the worst time I can remember, and the one time when it was impossible not to be depressed about living in Britain. Back then we all needed some prospect of consolation, even if you weren't married to a great white loaf. The girl wore a fluffy white fur jacket. She had litter whirling about her in the cold wind, and she was like a light glowing in the fog. She seemed a well-built girl, and I felt a lurch of attraction that I couldn't help. There was a buzzing in my groin and a slightly sick feeling in my stomach. It was the first time I'd ever knowingly spotted a prostitute, and I realised that I should just drive on. What if you get taken inside and someone mugs you for your wallet? You'd probably be too ashamed to go to the police. Even so, after I got to the end of the road, it was as if my willpower had been mysteriously cancelled out. Something took control of my hands. I did a three-pointer at the end of the street and came back down. I found myself stopping beside her and winding down the window. It was all against my better judgment, and I could feel palpitations in my chest and sweat forming on my temples. It occurred to me that I would probably be too anxious to manage anything anyhow. I looked at her, and she looked at me, and I tried to say something, but nothing came out. She said, Yes? I wasn't sure of the formula, so I said, Have you got the time? Because that was suitably ambiguous. She looked at her watch, shook her wrist and put it to her ear. She said, Sorry, it stopped. I get bad luck with watches. She had a nice voice. It was soft and melodious, with quite a strong accent that I couldn't place. I tried again and said, Are you working? She looked at me with a puzzled expression and then enlightenment dawned. A whole gallery of expressions crossed her face, one after the other, from indignation to delight. Finally she laughed and put her hand to her mouth in a way that was really very sweet and charming. Oh, she said, oh, you think I'm bad, girl? I was appalled and started gabbling. Oh, I'm so sorry, really, I'm very sorry. I didn't know, I thought, oh dear, I I'm so sorry, it's so embarrassing, forgive me, please forgive me, a horrible mistake, a horrible mistake. She continued laughing, and I just sat there in my car with my ears burning. 
At that point I should have driven away, but for some reason I didn't. She stopped giggling, and then to my surprise she opened the passenger door and got in, bringing with her a tidal wave of heavy perfume that I found very unpleasant and stifling. It reminded me of my grandmother in old age, attempting to disguise the odours of incontinence. The woman sat next to me and looked at me with a pert expression. She had dark brown eyes and had her shiny black hair done in the kind of style that I believe is called a bob. It suited her very well. As I said, she was a well-built girl with wide hips and large breasts. She wasn't the sort I would normally have taken a fancy to. I called cab, she said, but he didn't come and I waited long, long time, so you can take me home, but I regret I don't sleep with you just now. Oh, I said. It's not far, she said. Just few streets, but I don't like to walk. This place is...